Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we will do in the superlative company of Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Good morning, Aidan. Good morning, Joe. And a belated Happy New Year. I think it's the first time we've been chatting this year, is it? It shows you how much um, uh, intoxicants you take. This is the second time we've been speaking this year. Has Aiden. it? Yeah. Mm. So obviously I've, it's made such an indelible impression upon you that you must have. have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you weren't in Davos this year, but or are you going skiing there this weekend? No, I was definitely not in Davos. Never have been. I, I, I'd say you've been there a few times in your past incarnations, have you? I've been there once, yeah. I've been there once yeah. and it was wonderful. Um, but I'm not the elite. You're the elite. You're the, you know, no. super successful um, Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Anyway, uh, is the chopper back in action? Did you get it fixed? No, no. The right. chop, The only chopper I ever had was the bike. A rally chopper. <laughs> Aidan, now staying with the global elite, uh, Sarah Collins in the Irish Independent has a story about Irish ministers in Davos trying to drum up some business. Yeah, lots of ministers in Davos. We had Mike McGrath, we had T-Shark, we had Pasco. So it's been a it's been a busy week for the guys. But yeah, they're over there trying to gen, gen up some business. And obviously, the main e- issue here is particularly uh, Leo Varadkar has been focusing uh, on the U.S. tech giants and some of the Chinese tech tech giants to try to get particularly semiconductor companies into Ireland. So. Uh, Varadkar has met with Intel about potential new investments, but he's also talking to to other companies. And I think really what we're seeing within the industry is a desire to to you know nearshore and reshore post um, post the pandemic, but also then with uh, Russia's war in, in Ukraine and a few other bits and pieces, people are looking to try to spread their supply chain. And obviously, the biggest one in the semiconductor industry is the fact that so much of the world's semiconductor manufacturing is based in Taiwan, and you do have geopolitical issues there. So I think there's this uh, drive to try to get uh, semiconductor facilities around the world uh, and and out of China and and Taiwan. And, you know, it seems natural that Ireland, given its long legacy with uh, with Intel, would try to, to hop onto that train. Um, people slag off Davos on the World Economic Forum a lot uh, about, you know, the kind of the great and the greedy all coming together. But it does appear to be a venue where you can meet some really important people in short order, all in one place. And that surely has advantages, not just for political leaders like ours, but for company bosses and salesmen, as well as, you know, the third sector. Yeah, it's 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 almost like a, a a a massive global speed dating event, you know. I think at this stage, because uh, the you know, as you said, there's so many people there for for such a period of time, and you kind of know that they're going to be there. And it's a question, I suppose, is if you are you are a politician uh, from a small country like us, if you can get over there and 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 kind of stack your your deck in terms of meetings that you can get. It's a very very efficient use of time over over the couple of days. Yeah. Now you mentioned that Pascal Donoghue, the public expenditure minister, is in Davos, but he's focused on stuff back home, far more mundane stuff, the pay deal. Yes, I'm afraid so. The pay deal is is the focus. Now, what this article is saying is that he has stopped short of ruling out an increase in in the the, the government's current pay offer, uh, which uh, is about 2.9 billion. He's saying, look, it's fair and 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 when uh, compared against the private sector, it, it looks very attractive. The government are putting forward a pay increase of 8.5% over the next two and a half years. Um, the 
uh, unions are looking for 12.5%, this will probably end up in, in, in the Workplace Relations Commission. So obviously, uh, Pascal doesn't want to, to tip his hand just yet uh, to, uh, in terms of those negotiations. I think it's worth bearing in mind, you, you, you're talking about 385,000 public servants here, as well as pensioners. So it is a big deal, and it's something that has traditionally been a bedrock of uh, of Ireland over the last good few years that you have that stability within the public sector you know you look at what's going on in the north of Ireland and in the UK and 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 you know you, you, you don't want to see those types of mass strikes ever happening here on the public sector side of it so it is important to get this this done um, now the other thing obviously poor old Pascal can't get away from from the big questions of, of whether he's going to take up the the next head of the IMF mm. job. Um, he, he said he's people have said he's in the running, but he said he hopes to return to Davos in twenty twenty five as the Minister for Public Expenditure and the head of the Eurogroup. So the question is, does that mean that there's not going to be an election this year and he's still and the government is still going to be intact? So that's a another little side bet. To ah, so, so the Kremlinologists <laughs> of, of Irish politics are reading the tea leaves. Um, yeah, mm. look, who knows whether... Well, actually, there's one person who knows, and that is, of course, the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, uh, whether there'll be a general election this year. It, there has to be one before February next year, of course. Mm. So we may have another 12 months of, uh, of debate and discussion about what happens uh, there is the discussion about whether um, whether Pascal will will stay in Ireland or not, but let's see how that goes. Now, moving to more international companies, the BBC is running a story about a big row between Apple and Spotify. Yeah, I think this is just the next round of the very big row between Apple and Spotify. And, and Spotify have come out with a pretty outspoken attack on new transaction fees that are being levied by Apple in the US. So basically, um, Apple are looking to up their fees by 27% um, on developers. And the whole thing comes on the back of the court case um, that that. Apple won parts of it and and, and uh, developers won other parts of it. But basically what they're saying is that um, Apple announced that it will permit app uh, developers to sell products in places other than their own store, but they still needed to pay them commission. Mm. So it's, it's going to be very interesting when if this goes back into into um, into courts as to whether that's within the letter of the, the, the last agreement that was uh, reached. Obviously, Spotify think it's outrageous and they've, they've basically accused Apple of stopping and nothing to protect its profits. Um, but the interesting one, I suppose, is the fact that they're now urging the British government to present a similar fee levy in the UK. And the reason this is interesting is because the UK's digital marketing competition consumer bill um, is, is in the process of being drafted and it's uh, looking to put an end to this kind of false posturing uh, which is essentially uh, the, the, the recreation of, of things like Apple's fees. So the bill would basically allow the authority to kind of have considered target measures against certain companies if they deem to be a, a, acting inappropriately. So Spotify trying to get the, the UK government on the case, but uh, needless to say, the UK government aren't jumping just at this moment, and they're they're saying they're not. It's not for them to comment on specific cases. So I think this is going to rumble on quite a bit. Yeah, Spotify is probably the, one of the very few companies that can have a very public row with Apple because everyone else is so desperate to stay on the App Store and that they can be found easily on the App Store. Only a giant company like Spotify could afford to uh, pick a fight with Apple because everyone. Everyone else is too small. Um, staying, well, yeah. staying with technology companies, um, Apple, of course, was passed out by Microsoft as the largest company in the world by market valuation. 
uh, and Microsoft have been pushing their search engine, Bing, for quite a while. But even with ChatGPT, they've barely made any dent on the number of people that use Bing. Yeah, and I think this is a very interesting story in in light of all the hype and hoopla that we had about AI and ChatGPT last year. Um, you know, we we basically it was the one theme that was running through markets all the way. And what's interesting here is that obviously this time last year, Microsoft. Um, included ChatGPT into its uh, Bing search engine. And when you look at it, they've basically just managed to stop the decline in their market share rather than actually growing their market share. And, you know, I, I think it is it is absolutely key to think about this, that, you know, AI isn't the panacea. AI technology like like uh, ChatGPT isn't the panacea for all things. You know, it, it reminds me somewhat of the idea of, of, of putting you know, lipstick on a pig, um, and, and I, I think that's it, that's the case here. When particularly when you look at search engines, Bing, Bing has long struggled for relevance and attracted more mockery, I think, than than recognition over the years as a serious alternative to Google. Google are also de- uh, deploying a lot of AI into into their um, into their uh, search engines, and I think ultimately, um, you know, Microsoft is. I've paid a large amount of money to get the, the right to, to, to uh, are invested in chat GPT. They're going to try to throw it everywhere, but just because you throw it in doesn't necessarily make a, a, a poor product any better or any more attractive to, to consumers. Yeah, I, I guess Microsoft would love if Bing went into the lexicon and became a verb, like to Google something, uh, mm. which is a long way away from doing that. Um, Aiden, any lovely plans for the weekend? No, a quiet weekend, a quiet weekend. So just, End the, of just the usual bottle of Bollinger uh, after lunch? Uh, uh, no, definitely not. Who drinks at lunchtime? <laughs> you do, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> Aidan, have a lovely weekend. That's Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.